Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning, folks. Thank you for joining me again today. If you joined me yesterday, you know I was at a 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 through 5, and I was talking about Paul who was writing from prison and, and how he was writing to Timothy, and he had some great words for Timothy. So I'm just briefly going to read very quickly the same passage I read yesterday so you can understand where I'm at. In the presence of God and of Christ, who will judge the living and the dead, in view of the appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season, correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when people will not put up a sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears from the truth and turn aside myths. But you, keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, do the work of the evangelist, discharge the duties for your ministry. Our Heavenly Father, may we listen to your word, may we respond to it. May this be a day that you would lead every single person listening. We give you thanks and praise in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Amen. Well, Paul, Paul goes on to tell Timothy to be patient and to be careful in instruction. Very good advice, because we have a tendency to want to get right at it and get someone straightened out immediately and do what it takes to do that. But many times, because of our zeal, people turn and run instead of listen. So we, too, need to be patient with people. Be careful in giving instruction. All of us know that when we are approached in a confrontational manner, we automatically get defensive. That is why it's so important to bathe our sharing in prayer and approach people with gentleness and love. Now, if you know you're going into a situation, you're going to be around a bunch of people, and you want God to use you, say a prayer before you go in. My father was wonderful about that. He taught me that as a kid growing up. He said, son, before we go in here, let's pray. And he'd pray, dear Heavenly Father, Give me wisdom today. Lord, open up doors of opportunity to love people and share your love with people. He would pray those kind of prayers, and we'd go in, and amazingly, amazingly, the power of God overshadowed him. I watched him share Jesus with people, oh, like on a daily basis, literally. It was an amazing thing. I wished I could be a tenth of the man my father was, and I pray that God would use me, and he would use you in the same way. We need to show people the love of Jesus with gentleness and love. Loving people. People respond to love, folks. If you're harsh with them, and if you're a know-it-all, if you come across that you have all the answers, and God has blessed you because you are God's, God's gift of mankind, folks, I'm telling you, you're not going to be used. That's why I say, humble yourself before the Lord. Humble yourself. Let's be humble servants. Let's be used by God to sing, to speak, to pray, to show someone the way. You know, if you hold a whip over anybody, they will not listen. Paul knew Timothy had a big mission in front of him. He wanted Timothy to know what was going on. Do you know what's going on around you? Are you keenly aware how the people closest to you are living? Or have you become callous to sin and a sinful life, and it truly doesn't bother you anymore? It truly doesn't bother you when somebody's talking to you and they, they're living immoral lives, but you say nothing about it. 
They're living in drunken stupors, and alcohol is their everything. But you say nothing about it. You see them tell little white lies and the things that they stretch the truth, and you say nothing about it. You know, I still get upset sitting in a football game, hearing people use poor language, and watching claiming Christians destroy their testimony by doing things contrary to God's word, whether it's getting drunk at the game, whether it's swearing at the game and doing these things, but yet they, they're claiming Christians, they're giving Christians a bad name. And I know Jesus has to be just weeping over that. Paul encourages Timothy to never give up. Just as we see Paul in most of his writings and his example about not giving up and pressing on. He always says, I'm pressing on to the high calling. Keep pressing on. Though things are against me, I'm pressing on. Though it hasn't always gone my way, I'm pressing on. You know, too many churches give up. All of a sudden things go bad. Something happens in church. There's a little squabble, and people just leave. They walk out. And they want to go to another church. Where there's another squabble, they leave, and they walk out. That makes me ill. It makes me ill because people need to understand we all need a Savior. We all need help. We all need forgiven. You know, I can tell you our churches would be filled with people if people would have just stayed and worshipped and served God. We're just going through a roster at our church just trying to clean things up. And, you know, our church has grown quite a bit over the over the years. We've been up and down the last 10 years. But, but you know, it's... Uh, they say, I was at a conference last week, they say 54% uh, come as your average attendance. The other 46 say they're part of your church. Like, for, I'll give you, for instance, our church is around 600. So there's about 1,000 people that came uh, claim Cloverdale as their church home. And they say the average attendance now is 1.7 Sundays a month people come. Less than two Sundays, half a month. So you get all sorts of different people. You don't always get the same 600. But, you know, and where it before, we'd have, oh, man, we'd have uh, people that would come to Sunday, Sunday night, Wednesday night. There'd be small groups. There'd be all sorts of things. Now to get people to worship for an hour a week, very difficult. You know what I'm talking about. You certainly know what I'm talking about in your life because you, maybe you're the same way. We have become victim of the one-year people, The excuse me, the one-hour people. We want one hour. We get one hour, but I don't have time. I've got this. i got that. i got to go to a football game. I got to go to a basketball. I got to go do something. And the church takes second fiddle. I'm so proud of my brother, Doug. I've been a pastor for years and years, but he gave up probably a pro baseball career because he chose to be in the house of God. And he didn't want to be always missing because of the activities during Sunday and Wednesday night. Well, you know, when we talk about honoring the Sabbath anymore, we don't honor it very much at all. Everything else takes precedent. Last week, the Boise State basketball team played a game on Sunday. At least it was at 2 o'clock. I didn't go to the game. I didn't didn't choose to go to the game. And playing San Diego would be a great game. I could have went. I had a man giving me tickets. But I decided, no, you know what? I'm not going to the game this day. I'm going to have fellowship afterwards with some people in the church and enjoy the day. But nowadays, we, everybody schedules everything on every day. Somewhere along the line, we got to stand up and say, I'm going to honor God first and foremost. I'd love to change that statistic to instead of 1.7 times a month to maybe three out of four Sundays a month people are, uh, are in the house of God. I wish it was four for four. 
I have a number of people that's a case in my church, and I think you do too in your church. But you know, we got we got a lost world out there, and you know, we we get so busy in the world. That's why we got to make sure we stay in touch with our Lord. We keep pressing on. The world says you can't do it, but God says you can. God says you can make it, and I believe in your life that you can do that. Do not allow circumstances to derail you. The world says there's no way you can do something. But Jesus says, yes, you can. Who are you going to believe? Who are you going to believe? In fact, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, 6 through 8, this is a, I didn't read this yesterday, I'll read this today. For I have already been poured out like a drink offering, and the time for my departure is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. He is teaching us the never give up mentality. Never give up. You know, we all fall victim sometimes to giving up. I coached for many, many years. Now, why I would ever get discouraged, as I do sometimes, I don't know, because my very first year of coaching football, we came from behind every game in the last three minutes to win every game miraculously. A couple of them were incredibly miraculous. And I tell you what, if we would have gave up, we would have certainly lost probably all four of those games that were in league in the last quarters. But let's keep fighting the good fight. Walk daily with God. Spend time with God. Listen to God's word or read God's word. And spend time calling upon him. When you're in your car, like I said before, going into a restaurant or going into work, just say a short prayer. You don't have to go into a long dialogue. Dear Heavenly Father, lead me this day. Open up a door for me this day. May I share your word this day. Lord, help me. Start doing that. Start practicing that. You'll see the power of God. Well, know this, the Lord will stand by you. Paul says this, and I'm going to read pretty quickly. It's time to close here shortly. At my first defense, no one came to my support, but everyone deserted me. May it not be held against them. Well, at least he had a good attitude, didn't he? But the Lord stood by my side, and he gave me strength, so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed, and all the Gentiles might hear it. And I was delivered from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil attack. Yes, the Lord will rescue you for every evil attack. The enemy will throw all sorts of darts at you. They'll throw all sorts of darts in the church. The enemy does not want the church to succeed. If you're going to a church, and of course, as I'm speaking to you, I'm speaking to many different people going to many, many different churches. You are my listening audience. And let me tell you, I'm glad you're involved in your church. Stay in your church. Stay supportive of your pastor. Stay supportive of the church. Help the church move forward. Be positive. Don't complain. Be someone who is a living influence and continue to bring folks and let's fill our churches up. But the enemy would love for us to complain, love for us to be bitter, love for us not to like the way something is going on. And so then we decide to put our running shoes on and run to another church and another and another. Folks, let's build our churches. Let's bring people in that need to know Jesus and let's all be about the same business. The Lord will stand by you. Move from despair to dependence on Jesus. And folks, that's all i got to say today. I hope you've listened. I hope you'll do so. Lord bless you. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. 
If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.